Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Okay, people, let's do this thing. Today is October the 3rd, Wednesday, 2018. Uh, before we start doing anything else, there's a... Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, one is for about is uh, about the gaming industry and how it relates to Bitcoin. There was a, a news article released this early this morning about Ubisoft, and um, also I wanted to um, talk about a I don't know what can only be deterred, uh, classified as a shit coin. Uh, this is also about gaming. A company called Engine. E-N-J-I-N. They had a tweet a couple of days ago or or yesterday that was a a story uh, uh, sort of about what what it is that they're doing, part of what they're they're trying to do. So I kind of want to get into that. But before we do anything like that, um, I'm getting a lot of really, really cool memeage on the presidential alert that went out. what time did it, cause I got it? Everybody got it at I guess at the exact same time because I started seeing stuff pop up on my Twitter feed damn near damn near immediately. Let's see if I can even if I can find it again on my phone so I tell you exactly what time. Oh, it's not going to do that for me, is it? Oh, it's being a dog. Here we go. President presidential alert from emergency alerts 49 minutes ago and right now it's 2:07 p.m. central uh central daylight time um <laughs> so yeah see my twitter feed is is blowing up with all manner of people uh, <laughs> uh pasting in their own their own lovely their own lovely things about uh what that what that presidential alert actually said uh let's see here's this uh crypto brekkie has i made a huge poop today and i wiped my own ass very difficult very overrated by the way i saw bill at the event yesterday xrp would make the best reserve currency gfy and it's just like that all over it's like that all over my twitter feed people are just having you know having a great time with this whole thing um crypto paradigm says presidential alert bitcoin cash is the real bitcoin uh god uh yeah it i don't know it could be a a, this this could actually be a survivable mean meme let's see um Crypto Paradigm also has one. Pineapple pizza is now prohibited from being consumed in the USA. Lawbreakers will be shot on sight. Kind of echoes the way that I feel about pepperoni pizza. 
or a pineapple on any, any kind of fruit on pizza. I'm sorry, guys, dude, stop. Just stop it. Okay. All right. Here's another one from uh, Ramp Capital. And if you guys don't know Ramp Capital, you, you gotta. Uh, the guys. The guy is awesome. Uh, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed, which is actually what the original emergency alert says, except that he's got lock her up bumper sticker kind of like pasted into the <laughs> into the tweet. <laughs> okay. Um, price of Bitcoin. Let's just do some vital statistics. Uh, this morning uh, when I woke up at 5 a.m., it was 64.85. The Bcash uh, price ratio on that ends up being 0 0.079. Again, this is at five o'clock in the morning or so, and the mempool was at 1.9 megabytes. So not not too bad. Not not too bad at all. Okay, let's get into the stories. Okay, so right before we hit the stories, I, I did want to mention something that I discovered on TweetDeck, which I've been using more, more and more of uh, as time goes on, um, because it's a, you know, it, it makes organizing uh, your Twitter feed, especially when you've when you're following more than one thing, or you know when you're interested in in more than one subject, like I am, it it really does kind of help tie. A whole bunch of disparate things together um, and it's it's a big help if you haven't tried TweetDeck um, you know you might want to consider giving it a shot but one, one of the features that that I'm looking at right now is something called collections um, and I you know I never saw it on, on my regular uh, uh, Twitter application whenever I had it up and um, I so I don't know if this thing's just endemic to TweetDeck or not, but uh, Collections allows you to just uh, out of the uh, out of the TweetDeck uh, uh, interface, you can just drag and drop tweets directly into into this thing, and I suppose it's sort of like Moments, which uh, yeah. I tried it a couple of times. Eh, I didn't really like it, but this this seems kind of neat because I can have a a column. Of um, this column in my tweet deck, aside a whole bunch of other columns from you know either I'm following different you know different people or I've got different searches up, um, and I can just drag something from uh, like I've got you know five searches up right now. I've got Bitcoin and gaming, Bitcoin and permaculture, Bitcoin and education, Bitcoin and podcasting, Bitcoin and newsletters up, and so you know that's a that's a lot of call you know a lot of columnar information there if you wish and so when when something goes by that I do find interesting I'm able to just select that tweet and just drag it and drop it into this uh, um, collections uh, bin for lack of a better term and I can arrange them how I want it doesn't matter what the date is um, I can put things that came in two days ago on top of things that came in five minutes ago it's it's really kind of neat and I will if I remember I will try to paste the address of this collection in the show notes in case you guys want to check out what I'm seeing but I'm gonna start trying it to 
sort of organize uh, the shows for the day. And so, you know, like we had already gone over the um, Bitcoin Vital Statistics. So, I've, you know, the very first thing in my uh, collections stack is a tweet from Big Blockers. The current price of Bitcoin is, the current price of Bcash is, and then it gives the ratio, you know, the ratio price of, of Bcash to BTC. Um, so that's the first thing in my stack. And, and then I go, can go on down the list. And uh, one of the tweets that I plugged in today, this morning, um, came out of my Bitcoin and gaming search. Uh, and it's from uh, bits at BitSites. And they're linking to um, an article out of Coindesk um, about Ubisoft uh, backs new blockchain group to spur adoption in gaming. Yeah, and this is this is CoinDesk. Uh, Aditi Hoodley is the um, is the author of this, and it came out it came out early early this morning. And essentially, we just kind of read through it just a little bit. Gaming giant Ubisoft has taken another step into the blockchain space by becoming an inaugural member of the newly formed. Wait for it, gentlemen and ladies blockchain game alliance consortium it sounds like a foundation and we we all know the allergic reaction that the community has when foundation comes up um whether you know either for good or for ill it's still an allergic reaction it's the the immune system that is the organism bitcoin um sort of like getting ready to to strike in case anything <laughs> anything goes awry but the, since this lies outside you know on the periphery which is what I, you know this is where bitcoin's rubbing up against other technology which is what i like to talk about <clears throat> it's um it, it'll be interesting to watch how they handle their quote unquote foundation so moving on um, announced Friday at the Blockchain Game Summit in Lyon, France, the group aims to develop common standards and practices for integrating blockchain technology into video games. According to gaming news organization MCV, and that actually gaming news organization MCV is a hyperlink in this news story, which goes to <clears throat> the, um, the mcvuk.com. And it's it's their story, um, dated October first by Ian Dransfield, and it's basically just saying what's what this thing is. It kind of describes the blockchain game alliance, brings together the likes of Ubisoft and Fig, and I've never heard of Fig, which is odd because I've been in gaming for a while, um, as well as companies like uh, Everdreamsoft, which created the Spells of Genesis, which is the you know, I, I guess suppose it's the first blockchain game. I'm not sure if that's true. Something called Engine, which I will talk about briefly. B2 Expand, Consensus, and more. Um, the Blockchain Alliance's goal is to help develop common standards and practices. Um, yeah, it's, you know, they're talking about, you know, benefiting the ecosystem from developers and to players and provide an open forum for all stakeholders and it just i mean it you know we can take a giant dump on this you know like all day long because it's easy to do it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of this other than just a freaking train wreck or a circus chained to the end of a 
fast moving train wreck. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, again, we will have to see. But this, you know, these things keep kind of coming up again and again and again. And, you know, you know, I knew people wanted to get, you know, I knew gaming was going to be very or you know bitcoin was going to be very um important to gaming and the future of gaming whether it happens now or later is not really the point it's a it's a it's a point of you know uh how big is it going to be when it happens and is it going to be ugly or is it you know is it going to be used for good is it going to be used for evil because you you know micropayments can be like let's say that lightning was enabled inside of a game that was built on the unity platform you could easily use that for good insofar as being able to, you know, have lightning secure, um, lightning fast and secure payment for an in-game item or, you know, uh, services of another player or something like that. But you can also use it to basically cause people to have to pay a monthly fee on playing a game that they thought they bought. You know, that whole digital rights, uh, digital rights control thing and it depends on which way it goes as to how you know how the you know this quote-unquote alliance is going to act but let's get back to the ubisoft one um follow or uh, continuing on other members at launch include uh consensus engine fig alto ultra gimli and everdreamsoft Nicholas Gilliatt, CEO of Ultra, told MCV that the group is focusing on boosting stakeholders with the development of common blockchain standards, explaining, quote, the Blockchain Game Alliance is advocating for a universal standard in the blockchain gaming space to create a more interoperable and transparent ecosystem, which will benefit stakeholders by further furthering innovation and ensuring economic viability, end quote. Ubisoft, one of the world's largest game publishers, has already been examining blockchain technology over recent months. The company announced in February that it was looking into how it may apply blockchain technology as part of as part of work at its strategic innovation lab. I, I guess they're trying to say technology is part of its work at its strategic innovation lab. More recently, the company released a Minecraft-inspired game titled Hashcraft, which allows players to design quests and challenges which are stored on a public blockchain. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, but this does... Um, yeah, this kind of always gets me, a little, gets me a little wound up. In an interview with VentureBeat, Ubisoft's Blockchain Initiative Associate Manager Ann Puck said, quote, Everything around blockchain is worth investigating. She further noted that the company hopes to reduce toxicity in gaming communities while still adhering to EU privacy laws using a blockchain to reduce toxicity sounds to me like that's like putting throwing a gallon of gasoline onto a fire to put it out you know anybody's been around this space long enough to know the term what toxicity can really mean you know wow I'm not sure if these guys really really understand what it is that they're toying with uh, you know again you know more you know good luck to you but um you're just adding some more you're adding another you're adding another pool of toxicity um and 
you know, toxicity in gaming is pretty bad. And, you know, I mean, it's, it can be pretty bad, but, uh, I've been in gaming for a long time and I got to tell you, there's absolutely nothing like, um, there's absolutely nothing like what I've seen in, in the crypto Twitter community, as far as to- real toxicity. And a lot of that toxicity comes from the fact that Bitcoin is an immune system. I used to think Bitcoin had an immune system, but that's not correct. It it starting to appear that Bitcoin and the community around it is in and of itself an immune system. So, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is the fact that it's not really an immune system. It's an immune organism. It's the only thing that I've, it's the only thing in biology that I've encountered, encountered that looks like the organism is itself an immune, an immunity. It's not a, it's not an organism that contains an immune system. It is an immunity. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to see. Anyway, so here it is. So, you know, we've got block, Blockchain Game Alliance Consortium coming along, you know, out of the, out of the wings to try to, I guess, shepherd cryptocurrency into gaming. And my big question is, why don't you just use, you know, just use Bitcoin or just in, in better still is because really you don't want to use Bitcoin for like in-game payments and, and things like that, but you don't need to. You can, this is where second, third, fourth layer stuff comes in, where you can have secure transactions that's eventually, if you, if you so choose, would eventually settle into the blockchain. And then, and only then do you, you know, incur, you know, a a cost, Um, but you don't need to. I, I don't believe so. I, I, I don't think for a second that there's not a reason that you wouldn't be able to integrate Lightning, uh, the uh, a Lightning wallet and um, open payment channels inside of, um, a, you know, a, a game built out of the Unity game engine. Um, and that's what I hope to see. That, that's what I really hope to see. And that's what I wish these guys were, you know, were really looking at. Because the other story that I want to talk about is this engine. E-N-J-I-N. Um, because it's an ERC-20 token. It's, you know, it's it's an Ethereum deal. And if I go to uh, their story, um, and I'm just going to read just bits and pieces of this of this one. It's This is a, a four-parter by Ilija Rolovich, chief uh, science. Uh, he's the CMO and I'm not sure what CMO means, but he's CMO at Engine, and their Twitter Twitter uh, handle is, or their uh, uh, Twitter, the way to get to them on Twitter is at E-N-J-I-N, and you can read about all the stuff that they're doing, and, you know, I've, I read this thing, you know, and, and yeah, it's part four of a, of a five-part series, but what is not really great about the way that series is is lined out is that there's not a a visible part one part two part three part four part you know part five um there's a part two that i can find there's and then there's clearly it's part four but uh, one 
and two and um, or one and three I, I can't find. But let me just read you part of what's going on here. Um, <clears throat> the early aughts, and he's talking about two, the 2000s, uh, the early aughts brought us Grand Theft Auto 3 and Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, two games that would set the standard for open world game design. And um, not sure if that's actually the case. Um, open world game design um, predates both of those games. And while they set some standards, I'm not sure if they set these standards for open world game design, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, There's a primordial beauty in the freedom to roam the virtual worlds unbound by invisible walls. Yeah, well, you know what that makes? That makes a walking simulator. Morrowind, for example, featured nine square miles. Players could explore at will, wandering to wherever, whenever they wanted, and contained a lore-rich storyline, beautiful graphics, and extremely complex NPCs. Um, he goes on to kind of like just, you know, give a general overview of where, you know, I guess get, I, he's kind of set in the context. Um, but um, he gets into this thing called multiverse. And, you know, he says... Um, trying to figure out potential mechanics of a gaming multiverse is a bit like venturing into the unexplored part of a map. It's like sailing into unknown digital oceans, um, going into the unknown. That said, my intention with this article is to discover, to explore how blockchain technology can be used to create new types of gameplay. Uh, I'll quickly set the stage with a couple of fictional games just to help me out as I write about this. Uh, Bullet point... Lug Dunham Protocol, alternate history multiplayer first-person shooter where the Roman Empire never died and is now an interstellar empire caught in a civil war between five factions. Bullet Point Bone Scars, an epic fantasy MMORPG set on a dragon world. And the last bullet point, Tetraplex, four-dimensional sandbox horror survival cooperative MMO game. So, multiverse quests. Developers could create multiverse side quests, perhaps even randomly generated ones. There's more than one way to do this. I'll use the hypothetical games I listed to explain a basic quest design. Bullet point, vanquish a powerful necromancer in bone scars and loot his corpse. There's a strange gem here. Bullet point, the gem is actually a multiverse item in the Lugdunum protocol. It's actually the only type of crystal that can open the ancient tomb of Emperor Tiberius the 28th. The tomb hides a puzzle. If you solve it, you get a peculiar key. Bullet point. See where I'm going with this? The key is also a multiverse item, and it opens an Easter egg dungeon in Tetraplex, one that hides a bizarre sword. Bullet point. Use the sword in bone scars to vanquish a demigod. Okay, so, you know, what he essentially what this guy's talking about is um, being able to have. Essentially, he's talking about, and he's not really hitting, he's kind of really doesn't hit on the fact that you have to have a singular character that can be ported into all these different games. And I've I thought about that idea a lot. Um, how many times have any of us that are gamers, you know, spent hours on treadmills leveling up 
I don't know, sword fighting or blacksmithing or something else. And then we go to another game and then we level up swordsmithing and blacksmithing. And it's like, well, you know, all these games have all these, these things in common. You know, it would be great to have a single character that you could port to like another game and that game would be able to quote unquote respect your character stats. Boy, that thing is fraught with difficulty. I mean, I, I got all when I opened up on a couple to a couple of my friends about that idea. Man, I just I did I I got in meat space. I got trolled because they were like, "Dude, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, 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 cannot happen, will not happen. Don't ever even think of it happening because it's not going to ever happen." And I, I still I still actually rather like the idea because you know if I'm going to have an avatar. It seems clear that it would be easier to just have one and that be your digital representative, you know, in the digital realm and be able to port all that to to other things. But by itself, that's, you know, like I said, that's not a terrible idea. But all of a sudden, this is being combined with engine coin, an ERC-20 token. And they I've looked at the engine platform or not even it's not even... I don't think it's really a platform yet. It's sort of like ideas and a couple of videos. And one of the things they talk about is that all these, you know, like a sword that you find is, you know, it's stats and it's, it's, um, oh, it's existence in the universe, or in this case, the multiverse is locked down by, you know, by a blockchain and can't, you know, it can't be changed. And like, let's say that there's only going to be, I don't know, two swords of, of, I don't know, dumb bringing or something like that. And you could verify on the blockchain that there are really only two swords of this at any, you know, at any given time um, in, in any of the, in, in whatever multiverse that we're talking about. Well, God, do you really need, I mean, do you really need that um, to be a block, to be a blockchain inherent in the system that could only be sitting outside the system reading all the multiverses and trying to keep track of or or the multiverses are reading the blockchain and saying no this you know there's only two of these swords you know that type of thing and on the surface it does kind of look pretty cool but god do you you really need a, a, a functioning blockchain to do that, where you're settling into the blockchain, you're minting stuff out of the blockchain, and they get, even go so far as to talk about that you can smelt your items back down into engine coin, and somehow or another they link that with the the phrase, so you'll always know that your engine coin has value, and right there, I'm you know I just kind of stopped listening. I I, re- I really did. I. I you know, it would be, it would be much easier, or I, I do, I believe it would be much easier to figure out a way to build a, a layer, either either use lightning or something like that, or or build something light lightning that can connect and talk to the Bitcoin blockchain. And when you really need to have it happen, you can settle, you know, a transaction into the Bitcoin blockchain to lock it down forever, but. I, you know, get, looking at some of the parameters um, inherent in Lightning itself, I don't see that there's any reason why you wouldn't be able to do this. And that leads me to believe that Engine Coin is just, you know, it's just pretty pictures 
a board of directors and it's just there to make a whole shit ton of money so i don't know again we'll we'll see where where engine goes we will see where uh the blockchain game alliance consortium goes i'll i'm going to be following uh both both of these things just to see what's what's going on but again you know the most imp- what i what i think i i don't want to um to dump on too much is the fact that these guys are whether or whether for good or ill whether for you know um bad in, you know good intentions or them just trying to enrich themselves off the shitcoin scene um they are still rubbing up the edge of gaming against uh the edge of bitcoin and th- again like i like i say in the intro this is where act this is where you know the where the rubber meets the road is where two systems join and when those edges connect there are all manner of sparks that fly and some of those things are going to catch fire now i have no doubt whatsoever that at one point or another bitcoin is going to be as heavily into gaming um as it is into real um real economies um and i say that because you know and i've i've talked about this before the the importance of gaming economics um is inherent in the fact that so many games have an economy even games that are single player games have at least attempted an in-game economy multiplayer games or or massively multiplayer games are dependent upon a functioning a, a functioning functional economy and almost none of them have what i think can be considered a good solid functional economy enter bitcoin and enter the second and third layers that go on top of bitcoin to enable uh, an mmo or or a, yeah any kind of mmo or even just you know a real time strategy game for that matter if there's a if there's a shit ton of people playing and items have items have a perceived value and you want to make sure that there's only 10 of those items in the game then leveraging a blockchain is for you the creation of yet another shitcoin blockchain or something that is going to jam up the ethereum network even more than crypto kitties did i'm i'm not sure you're barking up the the proper tree um but again you know they're trying so you know i'm going to give them i'm going to give them props for for trying um other than that that's those are the uh the the two things that i have for you today um you guys um can uh go over to my twitter account at at b-e-n-n-d-7-7 and um kind of look look through uh look through my tweets um follow me and um i'm gonna i'll I'll tweet i'm gonna try to tweet out again this um collection that i was talking about earlier today on TweetDeck. if you haven't tried TweetDeck, uh, i urge you to do so it is a it's turning out for me to be a wonderful tool to be able to to collate a bunch of disparate twitter threads that um and bring them all together in in one you know basically one card deck and 
it's it's worth it. I, I really do. I, I believe it's worth it. So um, I'd shill my affiliate link, but I don't have one. I'd shill something else that I'll probably get later, but I don't have it yet because this is all very, very new. And um, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. You guys have a good day. Go be excellent to each other. And we will. I will see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.